All right, here we go. Add on and this on and live on. There we go. Checking connection. And we are live. Here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Sorry once again, but welcome to the Beast Model Tech Tuesday show. And thank you so much for those of you on YouTube for joining me as well, allowing me to archive these moments here on YouTube. And I look forward to seeing you joining us on Instagram. And for those of you on Instagram, thank you so much. Hello, Lars Davis. Alexis Dugas, good afternoon. Club Fooch, good seeing you as well. Drifter Tim, hello, sir. Al GT Life, hello indeed. Eddie KDM, greetings. The Real Red for you, hello, neighbor. Danny GSR, good afternoon as well. Can you do a Porsche giveaway, says Chop Chop Meds. Um, I can do something very close to that. In two weeks, I'm going to give away this. Precision instrument. This is mine, actually. I'll give away one just like this. This is a Wera Tools torque wrench. And I'll talk about precision tools today. Look at how beautiful this is. It's 20 to 100 newton meters, which is very nice. And it's absolutely beautiful. And to use, you just pull back, clicks. Look at that. I don't know if you can hear that. To each one, so you don't have to have any challenges with trying to figure out how high you can go. And then when you get to a setting you want, you click it down. And it's set. You go click, click. So I'm, I'm big on using precision instruments, and that's something I want to talk about today. Of course, when you're done with the torque wrench, you want to reset to zero. So I'm going to put this back to zero. There we go. And put it back in the case, because you don't want to get banged around. And I typically put it out in my engine room. So A-Bar says, oh, I need that for my wheels. And I think someone else said they need it as well. Drew Life. <laughs> Drew B Life said he needs it as well. Hello, Cindy. Good try to the 96 again. Oh, okay. I'm down to do it, Carlos, sir. Good seeing you. And for those of you who know Carlos, he's a great guy who works for Disney. And he came by yesterday with a Teptronic Turbo and Turbo 996. And the Turbo 996s are amazing. They are the most underrated supercars ever. And with his Teptronic, somehow my dyno was very upset that I didn't call the front and rear wheels because there's a very cool trick we do in elevating the wheels in the front to Turbo 996 or to Dyno 996. And it works extremely well on the Turbo versions that are manual, but with a Tiptronic, it gives us some challenges. And so he had a solution, and I'm down to try it again. Nico205 from Denmark. Thank you for joining us all across the pond. Um, wow, got booked for July 8th and 9th, says Subi Noise Gabe. Good, I look forward to seeing you, sir, and having some fun with your Veloster. Mine's right here. I'm gonna try and see if I can turn this around so you can see it. Right there, that's mine right there. Ah. I got stuck. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that. Nice shirts is Panama Porsche Club. Thank you, sir. Porsche Club, Porsche Hub. <laughs> Thank you. Where's the 911 Nimmo, BC? Um, I'm scared to buy that thing. Um, I got mixed messages from everyone, June, about if I should get it or not. Um, the gentleman wants 12K for the rolling chassis. Um, I could probably get it for much less. I don't even have anywhere to park that thing, but. It's a cool project, but I have so much to do. Look, I have a Cayman. It's still up there in the air. I haven't even finished that thing. I've been working on that thing for a month and a half. My goodness. Cindy says she needs it too. Cindy, what are you going to do with a torque wrench? <laughs> but maybe you do need it. How dare I? Thank you so much, Barney Kamrasol says. Happy Father's Day. Thank you so much. Belated, of course. Monaco says, nice shirt. Yeah, I have it on the website. So if you want it, go to bcmore.com and we can get it to you. No problem. T-shirt be vibing, heat mode. Thank you so much. I'm glad you like the Porsche Hub T-shirt. How do you guys know what Porsche Hub is? 
you guys recognize this? Huh. Get the Craigslist car, says Cindy. Cindy, I think I, I, I don't know, I'm on the fence. Should I really do that? I have so many projects to finish, so many things to do. I'm building, to, even my blue 911 is apart because I'm updating that to like water methanol. And also, I'm mean, from water methanol to flex fuel and going from an air to air to a liquid to air intercooler, which is pretty crazy, you know? Um, Joseph says, what's up, BC? Let me know when we can link up to check out the tune you did on my Cayenne Turbo S. So Joseph, I have done quite a few of those. Let me know what you need on the tune. I've done a ton of those Turbo S's. How do you make enough money to, to buy nice cars as auto aesthetics? I work really hard. So what, it's about a little bit after noon, right? What I've done from 6 a.m. till now, most people don't do in a day or two. I am constantly always working hard. Now, don't get me wrong, I love my family, and they see me quite often, but I spend more time in this facility than I do at my own home. So I'm typically here 6, 6.30 a.m. If I'm late, I'm here at 7, 7.30, and I'm here till late night, every day, every day. I work hard, I don't take any vacations, I love what I do, and because of my effort, because I focus so much on effort and working, the results are some financial benefit. So it allows me opportunity to afford this car. I mean, this right behind me, this beautiful 991 with a red interior is not mine, it's a client's car. But it allows me the opportunity to actually um, have a decent asset life um, because of my hard work ethic. Um, I guarantee you if I got up at 10 a.m. and goofed around until 2 and then went to sleep at 11 p.m. and just didn't do much in my life, I wouldn't have that. Um, What's good, BC, says S2Blue. I was the one that took your vintage photo of your Porsche. I own a black S2. I remember your S2K is clean. Yes, I wanted to tag you on the photo I put up, but I didn't know your Instagram tag. So send me a DM. I want to tag you on that post. Thank you so much, you know. Josh Tosh says, tied off Harbor Freight Talk Yeah, this is, this is way nicer. This is made in Germany. It's really cool. This is a nice talk wrench. It's gorgeous. I mean, just, just look at the, the I mean, the attention detail, so many things they didn't have to do, like the, the black semi-gloss anodized here, or Beria particle, they didn't have to do this, but it's there. The handle feels very nice. The weighting has good weight to it. Um, comes with a calibration certificate as well, so it's probably calibrated at different temperatures to make sure it's proper. And above and beyond that, the one thing I hate about the regular torque wrenches, like the one you mentioned, Josh Tosh, is that you can't sometimes see the numbers, and if you want to get to, let's say, 90 foot-pounds, when you go to 90, it looks like it could be 90 or it could be 80. It's hard to see, but this one has a clear, look at that. Look at that, YouTube guys. It has a clear window in both foot-pounds and newton meters, which is pretty cool. And you can ideally get to the setting you want, push the click, and then now it's set, and you can click away, which is pretty nice. And comes with this pretty nice handy-dandy case, which I'm gonna put it right back into. So in a couple weeks, um, please attend. And I'm gonna have some questions based upon this and next week's Tech Tuesday, and then if you answer the question properly, you get to win one of these directly, which is pretty cool. Thank you, Angelina. I appreciate it. Sassy Agent, hello, sis. How are you? Super PC, super fam. Thank you, Sassy Agent. You're awesome. Did you ever get remodeled yet? Mr. Freak, I am good, but I'm not that good. Um, it's impossible for me to rebuild a Porsche in two weeks. And I started redoing that couple weeks ago so it's impossible so that being said it's going to take time I think I'll finish with that project because I'm going to revamp quite a bit I think it'll be done by September that's the goal um, thank you so much 
I'm, I'm glad you guys like the Porsche Hub shirt. I appreciate that indeed. I don't think you guys on YouTube can see it properly, so I'm going to tilt this down a little bit for you guys. There you go. Now you can see it properly, YouTube people. Okay. Um, and let me raise it up a little bit more. Sorry, guys, on, on Instagram. Okay, here we go. Oh, I didn't know it was interpret concept. Could all the crazy, um, crazy things, huh, with COVID. Anyway, um, I want to be just like you and do what you do. It's really cool. It says, okay, 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 okay. Thank you. Please do. We need more creative engineers in the space. And creativity is crazy. Even right now, the K3, the electric vehicle right there, it's, it's, it's bottom is up in the air, right? Because I'm doing some modifications to it as we speak. So it's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm updating the drivetrain. So I have some really good axles, right? From, from a drivetrain shop. But the hubs in the wheel are from factory Porsche 935s. And those factory 935 hubs are still not strong enough for what I do. And so that being said, uh, our friends from drivetrain shop made this integrated hub and axle assembly that I'm installing. And we're trying to, you know, fit stuff and make sure it's proper so I can put some drag slips from Toyo and have some fun in Mexico. Breaking fools off, as they say. <laughs> that beauty behind you. Work hard, play hard. Such a kick ass. Stars don't work at 9 to 5. Thank you so much, Sassy Agent. You're right. You have to bust butt. But this, this, so Sassy Agent has a white 9 and 1 as well. So what we're doing, this for a customer, Sassy Agent, you find it exciting, is we are doing a Beast Motor Pulse Chamber Exhaust on this and a Cobb flash tune, custom flash tune on it. So the flash tune will give it a lot more power, like a good, about, I think, seven to 12% more power across the board. And you can stay on petrol, regular 91, and we give the opportunity for a nice deep 30 sound. And I'm gonna reprogram the PDK in this. So the shift points can be a lot more positive, a lot more fun, and just make this car all around fast. And with the pulse chamber, he'll have no drone and a nice tone, but will still be emissions friendly, which is pretty cool. So you'll still pass them on. Without qualm, with no check engine lights whatsoever. Hello, James, Africa. Africa, I have your shirt. When you come by Saturday, I'll give it to you. Um, Snow White has to get in that garage. Keep up the amazingness. Yes, sister, when you're ready, let me know. I'll make it happen. A Bart is saying he's looking at Caymans, like the one right up there on the lift. Should I wait for the GTS 4.0 or does the 981 generation compare at all? So, if you can, if you do have the patience for the GTS, do it. You will not regret it. You know, the 981s are pretty interesting because. Um, there's a segment where there are flat sixes and a segment where there are flat fours. And the flat fours are not very popular. They don't sound that good. They seem a little bit toned down in terms of the power department and how, they, how that power is, is delivered. The 4.0 GTS is supposed to be the fix for all that. So if you can wait, please A-bar 23, it will be worth it. Please do, you know? When you start your car company, says Tuna Army. So my own car company, when I started, or when I started BC Moto. So I started BC Moto in 06, but to start my own vehicle company, I have the 10-year mark on that particular goal. Any thoughts on 944? I was looking to get a clean example. So Danny Thrasher, the 944 is a vehicle that is really loved by enthusiasts who love that FR layout, that front-engine road drive layout, and love Porsches together. It was all about that Porsche hub, Porsche life, right? But... On the track, they handle extremely well. They're great drift cars. We love drifting. It's just that because of the 911 and it being the shadow 911 is not as embraced as the 911 is. However, it has tons of potential. What I plan on doing with one of my partners, is good friends, is to see how a 944 can be given a new exciting life where it can just destroy 911s by electrifying them. So hang tight. Subscribe to the BCMO YouTube channel if you haven't, and I'm going to do some crazy stuff, you know? Goes with my other, the others in my box says Drew Life, I'm sure. 
by a portion, they say. It'll be fun, they says it, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin was here, here last night. Um, thank you, Sassy Agent. Take care as well. Kevin was here last night helping me put the axles in. And yeah, we, we had some interesting stuff, you know? Oh, my God. I tighten and it moves. Yeah, you don't want that, Josh. You want something that can, be, can lock and be positive in locking. Thank you, Nicole Lemon. Well, everyone loves this shirt. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Appreciate that indeed, you know? Um, Toon Army, I just talked about that in about 10 years or so. Um, no, Koval, you didn't escape the pop quizzes. They are coming. I'm missing so many good comments here. My pleasure indeed, Thrasher. Um, any plans for the future for an electric conversion kit in the future that someone could buy and a decent mechanic could install? Abar, um, I'm really on the fence with that. And I'll tell you why. You need to have, and Kovot, you can step in as you wish, you need to have a very working understanding of electronics and electrical engineering because it's very, very challenging and also very dangerous to play with four, six, 800 volts. And I, if I were an engineer, I don't think I'd even, I'd barely want to attempt this. It's really frightening stuff. And you, things can go wrong very quickly. You can blow things up, you can catch on fire, you can electrocute yourself. I even work on the car one hand behind my back when I'm working on it. It's very challenging. So what I plan on doing is, yes, to provide kits for those out there and probably most likely find authorized installation facilities in multiple areas around the country that can install the kits. Or we can refer you to a shop that has comfort level with electric components or high voltage systems. The hardware is not a problem. It's the addition of the high voltage lines. It's the logic that's involved in setting up the controllers. I see scary stuff in the ICE world till today. I see very scary projects come here with petrol engines. I've seen guys catch on fire with gasoline cars. I've seen weird cheap components where people try to cut corners. I've seen it all. And it's crazier that danger level is amplified, for lack of a better word, with the EV world. And Kevin said, yeah, don't grab the orange cables. See, hear that? Mechanical stuff. Don't grab the orange cables because it can really electrocute you. You can die from this stuff. You know? Um, fun facts is art aesthetics. The word electrocute is strictly for when someone dies. Otherwise, it's a shock, not electrocution. <laughs> Thank you for that, auto aesthetics. Appreciate that. Yo, do it for the brand. Good seeing you. BC, is there an advantage to compound turbo systems relies on petrol engines? Um, if you have an opportunity where you have relatively inefficient turbo systems and you want to be able to create boost rapidly and hard, um, especially if your petrol system has a very low static compression, a compound system could help. The challenge with compound systems is that it multiplies multifold the boost capability of both turbos and it adds to a lot of complexity to your system. Thank you so much, VLWM, Maddie. Good seeing you indeed. Um, have you heard about taking the air conditioned air, cold air through the manifold so you can constantly have cold air? Believe it or not, yes, I have. And you know who's done that with some success is Dodge. So with some of the newer challenges and challengers, some models do have the capability of refrigerating the air prior to induction, yes. Now, the interesting fact is if you want to do that remotely, it takes energy from the setup to be able to create the compression that is required to refrigerate a gas that you're now ingesting. Plus, the air has to be slow enough to be able to have heat exchange so that the cold air can be ingested 
um, and that's something that talk about heat exchange from the hot air to be transferred to cold air. It has to be slow enough to be able to allow that to happen to give you the advantage. There are many other ways that you can have a system that's efficient but not as demanding. But yes, I've heard of it and it has been done. What do you say about the Toyota Hiace? Says Amdali, 1253. Amdali, where are you from? Anyway, I grew up with Toyota Hiaces. Um, they're not indigenous to here in the United States, but from West Africa, where I'm from, um, my family had two of them. Um, we had a panel van Hiace and a multi-seater Hiace. And it was pretty interesting because we sat on the motor, pretty much. So if you wanted to get access to the engine compartment, you get out the seats on a dry run passenger, you lift the seats up, and you can have access to the engine. It's really, really weird. Um, the shifter was on the column, even though it was manual, so it wasn't a floor or firewall, firewall shifter, it was a shifter, H pattern on the column. So I think they're pretty cool. If I can um, one day rebuild a Hiace and have it here in the US, that would be pretty cool indeed, you know? Autostatic says, by the way, dude, you inspire and motivate me so much, I try every day to work harder to push towards my dreams. Thanks for the inspiration, my pleasure. And you know what? It's a lot of hard work. Um, a lot of people see projects. Kevin can attest to what we do with SEMA. It's, it looks great when they're done, but it's a lot of work. It's so much suffering, but yeah, it's, um, it pays off. It really does. And I, I just enjoy it. One thing that helps me is I really like what I do. So it doesn't really feel like work, but I'm always here, always work. Even Kovot, I think he came during the weekend. It's pretty crazy, you know? Um, Ian A2 William asked a great question. BC, in the inline six, What's the better header setup? I know a four two to one headers are good for mid-range and four to one are better for high-end. And that used to be true. Four two to one does give excellent mid-range capability. But a well-designed four to one can give you both mid-range and top end. And I'll give you a hint on what you could do to design a proper four to one. Venturi. Put a Venturi in the collector a well, properly designed, well-sized Venturi, and you will see wonderful things happen. In the collector, when you have a Venturi, and a Venturi is just a device that starts from a large cross-section area, goes to a small one very quickly, and gradually expands to a large cross-section area. Fluid dynamics is in your benefit. It creates an environment where with those two pressure differentials, you have an increase of velocity across the gradient of that Venturi. So across the Venturi, you do have a Velocity increase. In header exhaust systems, that thing does wonders. I know it's an expense. That's why many header companies don't do it because it's one additional thing you have to purchase and, or manufacture and incorporate them and it has to be really tuned nicely. But when you do, it's amazing. All the headers when I used to make it for the Honda World had it. My drag car has it. It is a nice secret that I just unveiled to all of you. So I hope that helps. What's the favorite car you own? I'm a huge fan of your work, says BX Tharian, RSA. That pink thing right there. Right now, I am in love with that EV. It is amazing. I'm constantly improving on that. And it gave me so much to learn, even this weekend. This weekend, I had an opportunity to drive all around town. I went to Long Beach to do a shoot with Hoonigan. I had some fun with them. Then I came back to the shop and had some fun on the way back. Then I went to the house. In the early morning, my goal was to go to West LA to hang out with the guys from Platinum Motorsports and I go to Orange County. But I learned that I have a very limited onboard charger system and I was opened up to this world, as Covolt can attest, to the world of direct DC to DC charging. So 
In the next few days, I'll have a Chatmo system added to that, which would be pretty cool. And this Chatmo system is going to be absolutely bonkers. It will allow me to charge extremely quickly. So I have a 32 kilowatt hour setup in there. And with my ability to put in 500 volts and triple digits in terms of amps, I can be able to probably infuse with decent temperatures, I would say as much as 50 kilowatts into my system. Does that mean in less than an hour I can have a full charge? We'll find out because I'll let you guys know. Pretty excited about this. Oh yeah, BC didn't put Chatamo on it from the start. It's like going from a wall socket to a Tesla supercharger. You're right, Covolt, and I didn't. And Covolt, I'll be completely honest with you. So I did consult with a lot of people as I built this project. And people were very helpful initially and then they started tapering off their help. That's fine. I'm used to it. Um, I spoke to the guys at EV West, so I spoke to quite a few people and what the best components I need and no one even brought up direct DC to DC to me at all. And I spoke to quite a few engineers. I spoke to people at, at um, Karma. Uh, I spoke to some people at Faraday Future. No one ever said this thing. So guess what? I am learning and you guys are there to be on the journey with me. So I'm learning the opportunity now where I can explore DC to DC charging. And I gather that once I do that, I will absolutely despise level one, level two charging. Because I have a level one charge at home. I think my level two is supposed to be here by now from Blink. I have a level two charger here, which is not a problem. It's okay, but not ideal. But I heard Chatmo or CCS, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. And I'm pretty excited to do that. So, and um, Covolt is right. It's not very invasive. As a matter of fact, the Orion BMS that I'm currently using allows me the opportunity to control that impeccably well. So via CAN, I can communicate with the Chatmo charger as it brings in voltage, and all I need are two contactors. Just all I need, two contactors. Oh, I can, I can get away with one probably now I think about it. I can probably, let's say, have the negative terminal always connected and just have my positive, ooh, I didn't. See, things are coming to me as I'm, as I'm working. I was gonna get two contactors, and those contactors were going to be, um, wow, I was gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna put two contactors in a box, and I was gonna break the circuit that it currently exists for my front and rear packs, um, have those connected on the contactor, but then have it go to my Chatmo plug. And Chatmo plug is pretty large, so I was gonna use one that they have on like the Honda Fit EV, or they have on the um, Nissan Leaf, and they also have it on the um, Hyundai Ionic. So it's that big one that looks like it has two eyes and multiple connections. So that being said, um, I was gonna get two contactors, but I can always have one live negative all the way to the pole, and just have a positive contactor be my initiation. Ah, anyway, oh. Um, no, Covolt, they did not. Um, well, I, I, I doubt that because, you know, the cool thing about um, um, doing DC to DC is that the BMS has the capability of monitoring my thermistors inside my packs. So if my battery temps get to a, a, a level where they start getting warm and not ideal for charging, it can communicate with my charging station or the charging station I plugged in to reduce the amount of amps coming in. So that being said, it's not a challenge. It, it really isn't. So, and once again, I built this setup to be very modular. So initially, right now, I'm doing air and convection as cooling. Um, I can easily go to liquid or refrigeration. Well, not easily, but I can do that, which is pretty nice, you know? Ian 92 Wim says, well, I'll be researching the idea of venturing exhaust. I've only seen it using carburetors. Interested in a quick rundown on how you find bottlenecks in the engine, especially NA tons. There are tons of ways of doing that. Um, E92 William, you can look, you, no one talks about it. 
Um, the Venturian exhaust is something that I developed on my own systems as far back as 2003. And it's just something, because I, I studied that in school, and like, hey, this could help. Same concept it does in induction. It can do the same thing in exhaust, and I found wonderful things. And I preached about it, but people didn't pay attention. It's too expensive, but it, it makes so much power. You, I used to drive around to different tracks with different size venturis. At elevation, I put a more aggressive one. At sea level, I put less. Dude, it made, it made me a winner. And then I incorporated that in my designs. And it didn't have to be, and I had slide-in, um, even, I need to show you guys that next time. I have slide-in venturis in my headers, but if I find a unit, a design that works well, I just incorporate it in design. So I just neck down the collector and bring it back up um, quite gradually. Um, for the induction, I'll give you another nice, um, I'll give you another nice uh, input on induction. When you're on a dyno, you may see it, for those of you who have tuned here, Kevin, you've seen it when you come here to tune. I always place my dyno map sensor connected to the induction on both boosted and NA cars. And on the NA car, cars, it's extremely important because if your engine is demanding more air than your intake manifold can supply, it creates a vacuum inside the intake manifold. So the intake manifold is pretty much the atmosphere that supplies your engine. So if you're full throttle doing a sweep on the dyno and you're pulling more than 0.1 inches of mercury in your intake manifold, guess what? Your engine is choking. So if you remove that restriction, whether it's your intake, the intake pipe, the filter, the throttle body, in ITBs, the cross-section area of the throttle bodies, if you remove that restriction, you'll pick up significant power. And you won't believe how many cars come here that are just choking for air. The S2000 is the worst. S2000 is absolutely crazy. Shay J from Compton. I used to live in Compton. I used to live near Rosecrans and Central. Thank you for joining me today. Appreciate that, you know. Hello, TFT Performance, Scott. I guess you're coming by here soon. I look forward to seeing you. Ali Bufahad, thank you so much. Below sea level, what would you suggest? Below sea level, even much larger Venturi cross-section area. It depends a lot on the, the design for the Venturi. depends a lot on your engine displacement, cylinder, and configuration of the cylinders, and also the type of engine you have. But there's one thing that I noticed that is extremely important as well. I'm just giving, spilling all the beans today. You want to arrange your collector arrangement or array in firing order. You, just, you don't want to just randomly throw cylinders into a collector. If you're in line four and you're one, one, three, four, two, you want to have either clockwise or counterclockwise that same rotation. Because air in a cylinder has mass and it's akin to you standing on the side of the road. So you know how you stand on the side of the road and you have the opportunity to have a truck drive by you and you kind of move you to the side? Same thing happens with air pulses in exhaust systems. So if you have your collector set up in the firing order and you have a column of air going by it, it can do a good job in helping pull more air from the area right next to it. And how that helps is doing overlap when both intake and valve, exhaust valves are open. If you can scavenge air doing overlap, you have the opportunity to make more power because you're now removing some unburnt, or some burnt hydrocarbons out of the stream from the previous cycle. Hence, ingesting cleaner air for more of a mixture, which is pretty nice, you know? Honest Steve says black pressure? No. 
back pressure is not required. As a matter of fact, you notice how us drag racers, when we have NA cars, we just vent the atmosphere? Or I, in my way, I look for undercarriage areas that have a pressure differential and terminate my exhaust there so it can help scavenge. Back pressure is, is not ideal. That came from, I would say, an old myth from the 60s when guys who had no access to wideband sensors would have a carbonate set up in the 60s, set up the car really nicely, it would make good power, they would take away back pressure and lose power or go slower to track. Well, the reason was because they were running leaner and they didn't reach enough to allow that. When I was a D-series on the street in school and had a 1.5 liter D-series, my exhaust system was three inches. There was no back pressure there, but my car made a ton of power. I ran like 12 driving daily, 12 driving daily to school and finally got that car down to 10.7 before I retired that engine and went to the F-22, you know? Gotta make the drive from Toronto, says Zachary's Racing. I look forward to meeting you. This whole pandemic is crazy. So we typically only allow people here by appointment. But um, when this slows down, yeah, I would love to meet you, you know? Refkalel's Media says, I love your work and inspiration. Thank you so much. Appreciate that indeed, you know? My pleasure indeed, honest thief. Thank you indeed. I'm giving away too much sauce, says DIY Sasai. Well, DIY Yesai, no. I am here to share everything I know. I mean it. Everything. When on Friday, I had the opportunity to do a biobiology with my good friend from BBI, Betim, and he told me the same thing, BC, you're sharing a lot. And I'll share with you what I shared with Betim then. What I do today is nothing. It really is. What I'm sharing with you is really nothing. Tomorrow, I will learn more than I know today. Friday, when I was talking to Betim about everything EV, guess what? By Sunday, I knew more based upon my experience with direct to direct And moving forward, I will even learn more. So I feel that those individuals who hold their cars close to their chest are individuals who really don't know what to do or have limited opportunities or knowledge or took their knowledge from someone else and doesn't have the ability to create. So they're terrified to give away what they know. But I will give everything. I'm here to share everything I know. As a matter of fact, I'm here as I've always said, to be that person that I needed when I was younger. Because when I came to America, when I came to the United States, and I'm seeing a repeat now almost in the EV world, when I ask questions because I want to learn, I want to understand, I want to be there to help, people shun me. When I came to America, I wanted to learn about cars. So many shop owners, so many enthusiasts, so many workers and builders said no. Drop the car off and I'll do it for you. And I said, I'm fine. I will drop the car off. I'm fine paying. I just want to understand. So God forbid I'm out on the road somewhere and something happens, I, you know, I will know what's going on. Maybe I can help at some level because I'm an engineering student. Maybe I can share some concepts that we all can benefit from. And many people did, had, didn't want anything to do with it. They just, leave it here. No, no, I don't want to tell you anything. Just leave the car. I know what to do. Just go away. So I needed me then to share everything. And then only one person, John Consiaudi, took me under his wings. A world-renowned mechanical engineer from Cal Poly Pomona, who now is the founder of AEM, he shared with me what he knew. And he was kind enough to share his experiences with me. And he helped me understand. And the guy is very talented. He, he invented the code air intake. He invented the, the plug and play ECU. The man is amazing. And JC is just fantastic. He's even the godfather to my wife. He's a wonderful individual. And I want to be that for all of you. I want to be that person I needed, indeed, you know? Think they're afraid to break their cars. Um, air is more, I may have missed a lot, of, a lot of things, you know? 
Thank you so much, Oche boy. Appreciate that. Theo Lewis says, my attitude is admirable. I wish this was a much more common outlook. I wish so too, you know? Um, fake Porsche next. I don't know what that means. Um, let's see. Oh, I like that. Okay, I get it now. Um, <laughs> fake Porsche. I like that. I like that. Now I get it. I get it in 11. I get it now. Fake Porsche. I get it now. That's a good one. That's a good one, you know? Um, your information helps me. I'm in Jamaica. My information is limited on EVs. Um, Laos 876JOD, don't feel bad. It's limited here too. Um, a lot of my peers don't want to share what they know. They just want to keep it to themselves. Uh, I, I feel that we all can help each other. Laos, I can share something with you and you can create something amazing and you may be able to share something with me that I can incorporate in my builds. We need to grow as a community and help each other, help everyone. That's why I'm here. I'm not interested in, in hiding things and holding things. I have zero interest in that at all. I, I am not interested. It doesn't help anyone. And even if you're not interested in working on your own and figuring things out yourself, guess what? Being educated is great. You have no idea how many times I've come up on a concept and that here I am in BC mode and I'm doing all these crazy things and a client says, hey BC, have you thought of this? And I'm like, oh my God, that's so I didn't. It's, it's great having that feedback. I will learn from an elder and I'll learn from an infant. That's me. And I feel that knowledge is meant to be shared, not to be hoarded. It's just my take on things. So some people may like it, some people may hate it, but that's okay, you know? Thanks so much, Grand Yoginis, for the kind words. I appreciate that. Thank you, Stilcab, which is very cool. Seba from Chile, thanks for joining. Thanks for your perspective, said DIYSI. Appreciate that indeed. Meanwhile, says E92, <laughs> there are people out there who won't even share what exhaust they have. You're correct. It's so sad. It's so sad indeed, you know? Oh, my. Um, let's see here. Better for an engine Porsche 904 next. Oh, man. I don't know if I can. I have, I have probably seven 911s to finish. Literally seven of them. And almost every week we get more projects coming in. I, I don't know if I can get to that. But if I do, I'll be more than happy to let you know, ITO Broham. Or if he wants to build one for you, by all means, you know, um, schedule something. Maybe we can EV it for you or do some crazy turbo kit or something, you know, we can help out, you know? Rand Levin says it shows transparency. That gives trust. Thank you so much. And you're right. It's a great side effect of being open like that. But it's just me. I, I, I needed that, guys. I, I can't, forgive me for being redundant, but I needed this when I came here. I needed help. I needed to understand and learn. I was thirsting for knowledge and people just closed the door on me. And that felt bad, and I don't want anyone to ever experience that. So I share, honestly, guys, for people who know me at the track, and it's bit me in the butt before. I've had people knock me off, especially in the Honda world. I've had people come up to me and ask me, hey, BC, how did you do this H2B kit or HTD kit? How did you? And I sit down, sit down in my pit, and I go over it, and next thing I know, they knock me off and then undercut me. So they use my kindness as a way to hurt me. But you know what? It didn't stop me. I kept doing it. Worst thing, you know, I gave something to the world, let it keep going, I'm very happy. That company, I don't think they're even around anymore. Maybe it's energy, maybe it's karma, it doesn't matter. But I will keep doing what I'm doing. I will keep pushing forward, whether people like it or not, you know? Do you watch the Grand Tour, says Young K1. Yes, I watch all seasons. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, you may not know this Young K1. I was actually in the first episode. So you know the one where we're in the desert and they had planes flying over? If you look at the beginning scene where all the cars, you see an RW BC Moto that we built, RWB BC Moto car that we built, turbocharged application. Um, it's a collaboration between ourselves, Nakai and Magnus, with 1552 on board, and we built it for EA. 
I was driving that car with them in the desert. So it was pretty cool. So I was part of that first one. It was really nice to see them leave BBC and start their own setup and, and do their own thing. It was pretty good, you know? Uche says, keep pushing, bro. One ne dalo no, eh? You in here, dalo. Silver Shades from India. Thank you so much. You, you know, talking about India, you guys have great technology out there. You guys are great, you know? Henny Fed says, do you know Jason from AM? Of course I know Jason. Good guy. He's a Porsche fan too. He loves the Porsche hub. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I, I know Jason. Jason Glayson, I believe that's who you're speaking of, you know? Wisdom philosopher, not to do much karma, but creative person who shares will always go further than someone who nicks an idea once. Very true, sir. Robin says, keep on going, BC. You're doing great, and your builds are awesome. Thank you so much, and the best yet to come. I have barely scratched the surface. We have crazy stuff coming, you know? Damn, I'll be checking for the first episode for that car now. Yeah, please do. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to post again, probably like a throwback Thursday of when we did it. So pay attention to my feed. You will see it. For those of you wondering, I'm speaking Igbo. That's my language. I'm Igbo. That's my tribe in Nigeria, West Africa. I'm from Imo State. Came here to the United States to go to school. Ended up staying and just loving life, loving what I do every day, you know? Um, hey, brother, I have a 3.0 inline-4 turbo. Hi, Ace. I want to add more power in the stock turbo. Do you have any tips to upgrade stock internals that can handle about 500 horsepower? So, unfortunately, Amdali, I am not a diesel guy. I have limited experience. I'll be very honest with you. I've touched one diesel my entire life, and that's my 3500 truck outside, my Dodge 3500, and I flashed it. And it was the weirdest experience ever because I'm used to using WinOLS to look at maps that are petrol-based. And then when I went and pulled all the maps that exist for the diesel, I was completely confused. It was crazy. It took me a long time to be able to know what to do to increase power. So unfortunately, um, I'll be very honest with you, I did not have that knowledge on how to point in the right direction with, it, with, with boosted diesels. So by all means, you may have to look up the expertise of someone who's in that realm. I'm more of a petrol head slash EV guy now. So forgive me, you know? Ah, have you had any luck unlocking the Elantra Sport DCT? We've got big turbo ES that needs your help. One minute runner, send me a DM because I may have, I started with that, but I need to look back at my notes and see what I did. Send me a DM on that and let me see what I, what I dug up, um, I think as far back as August last year. Okay, please do. Jeremiah, aka Tonto, says, I love watching your builds and you guys always push limits. Thank you so much. And we do for what we show, but we do crazier stuff. I have like one, two, three electric motors right here behind me. And um, the reason I got these is to blow them up. <laughs> so, um, fair analysis, failure analysis. So, on a lot of our builds, we, when we work with a manufacturer, we push them and we push them to where they fail and then we back off 30%. So, we know that when we put those out in the field, they do very well. What does that mean? What you see as limits is actually 30% behind the limit, right? So it's pretty crazy. But uh, thank you so much for the kind words, you know? Henny Fessy was my neighbor. Wow, Jason's a good guy. I like him a lot. He's really good, you know? Silver Shade says, enjoy your episode with Manny Koshman. Thank you. Manny is so cool. And he gave us some great feedback on the K3V, which I love. And you know, by the way, guys, I love criticism, especially when it's constructive, because I like to improve on a daily basis. So Manny is interested in something that has power brakes, not manual like we do on race cars. He wants something that was really all-wheel drive and with creature comforts. And he said he'd actually buy one. So I'm going to build something like that and go back and see what he thinks about it. And if he wants me to improve on it, I'll improve it even more. I just want to be better, you know? Real Red for you says, BC, do you live feed your YouTube the same as Instagram? No, I don't live feed that. I actually, 
would, um, I, I turn to all of you here on Instagram, right? And then right here next to me, I have a camera right there where I'm filming this live episode. Then I take it to front where my good friend Miggy edits it and he cuts down all the fluff and gives you the meat and potatoes of all the technical stuff we talk about and I put that on, on YouTube. So it takes me a few days to put that up, but I, I tend to put that afterwards, you know? And my EV is fire, says Silver Shades. Thank you, you're too kind, sir. When we back drag racing at Fontana, any local tracks? So Danny, as soon as they open up, I think they're starting to open up um, the local race tracks. I think Irwindale is already allowing people to race a little bit. So I want to take the Wagger van and also the K3 out there. So the K3, I'm really trying to solidify the drivetrain so I don't snap things. I'm snapping factory, not the drive shop stuff, but the factory stubs. So drive shaft shop is helping me rectify that as we speak, you know? What happened to the Cersei Porsche, says Etherton Anthony? All three are here. So I have the gold one right there that we built for um, Hot Wheels. I have the red one that Jay Leno drove and that is my really good track car right up front in the showroom. And next to it in the showroom, I have the black one. So they're all here, sir, you know? How's the Porsche build, Randy Levin says? Both of them are coming along very nicely, slowly but surely. I, I'm hoping that the SEMA this year, I keep hearing mixed messages, but I'm, I'm, I'm plugging along just like if seen is going to happen, so I'm not going to stop. I'm going to stay relentless, you know? We should get a plug-and-play EMS for my VR5. There may be... Doesn't Vems make something for you? Huh. Anyway. Um, I'm burning for your content. I'm looking forward to great stuff. Thank you, Robin EHS. Appreciate that. Oh, for my dad. Don't... Shh. We don't talk about that right now. My dad could be watching, you know? Audrey Badalo says, I hope you're doing well. I am doing well. Thank you indeed. Staying safe, you know? What pre-blended water methanol solution do you recommend? Currently, I use Snow's Fluid in my AM kit. I like 50-50 deionized water and lab grade, laboratory grade methanol. So I have a drum that I elevate and keep off the ground and keep sealed because methanol is very hygroscopic. I keep one here. And I take deionized water and I mix 50-50. When I put more water than that, the cooling is not as ideal. When I put more methanol than that, um, it kind of gets consumed much easier. And if I put 100% methanol, it's actually quite dangerous. The bad thing about methanol, when it ignites, the flame burns clear or slight blue. You don't see it. So the one way to put that danger at bay is to do a 50-50. So I use 50-50 in my blue Porsche um, that I make 850 horsepower with, 50-50 methanol with dual AM nozzles to allow me to do that. Wait, you flash two and two? Of course I do. What have I done in the past week? So we flash tuned uh, Porsche 911. This one is here to flash tune as well. Um, I did some more flash tunes to my Velocer N, which is right here. I had the opportunity to bring in a um, Ford F-150 with the EcoBoost, flash that as well. Um, had the opportunity to do S2000, two of them actually with flash tunes. I do quite a bit here. Yeah, by all means, you know. Do a J3282 and a Honda Civic EK Coupe in advice? Yes, go with mounts from Hasboard. Brian already worked all the hard egg out for you, and he can do it. And you can have the opportunity where the mounts can be flippable, where you can raise it out the hood and have excellent ground clearance, or you can have it enclosed within the hood, but your ground clearance is a little bit lacking. So you can't do any crazy speed bump stuff, and your car can be too slammed. So by all means, my advice, go to Brian Hasboard. He has solutions for you, you know? Do you know how far a Velocity N performance package can be pushed? I haven't expired one yet. So I pushed it at 320 horsepower. The challenge is you start getting to limitations with the fuel system. You start getting to points where 
the fuel system can't get, just like you see with the Type R's, because of direct injection and the manufacturer never expected us to do crazy things with it. So yes. So I think at 327 horsepower, that's a happy medium where you don't bend rods and you don't tax your fuel system too much. But you can push further, but I'm a huge advocate of reliable power. Silver Shade says, yes, man, he has some cool and unique cars. Yes, he does, absolutely. Um, what is a good reliable tune for the 10th Gen SIs? I see they tend to blow a lot, and what would be easier, K-Tune or Hondata? They're both a good systems. They don't tend to blow a lot. With a good tune, they don't blow up. I know that they, um, some people had some challenges if they didn't change their oil and their turbo seize up. That's a challenge. Or if some people are playing around with their own tune and adding a bunch of boost. But we have, from pre-production to factory, we have customers, tons of them, who have tuned on both K-Tuner, we did a lot of beta testing here with it, and on data with success, on both the SI and the sport models, without challenge. If you, of course, push it so much limit, you can bend rods, but the most challenges I've seen is with the turbochargers when people just don't change the oil. Change your oil, use Purell 020, put concerns at bay. I keep telling people, they even have sponsorships now. You know what, those of you who don't have a sponsorship, from, even though I sell it and it hurts me, hit up Purell on Instagram, Tell them BC said, get a sponsorship, try the stuff, it's crazy. These guys are amazing engineers, they're in aerospace, they know their stuff. Hit them up, get a sponsorship, don't play around. Get good stuff in your cars, you know, by all means. What if you put a two-speed transmission, one is high gear and one is low gear on one of your EV tests? Um, I have no need for it, and I'll tell you why. The reason why gearboxes occur, or exist, is primarily to take advantage of the narrow efficiency band of petrol engines. That's why gearboxes exist. That's why you have the shifting. That's why you even see today higher-end vehicles with nine-speed transmissions. And the bad thing is each time you shift, you shift by having a power drop and a power initiation again. That's time on the track. I'm an advocate from a performance perspective of a single gear, which the EVs allow, because it allows for amazing torque out the hole and efficiency across the RPM band. The efficiency falls off, but very slowly, not as rapidly as you see with the petrol engine. So there's no need. The only time I'll ever think I'll need, see the need for an EV with a gearbox would be if I want to initiate some kind of mechanical connection to do it, or if I'm trying to go for some land speed crazy record where my 9.73 final drive is not ideal and I don't want to change my final drive to hurt my lowering torque, or I don't want to change my tire size to take advantage, I just need trying to do like Texas 2K and I need that extra gear reduction just to get me there. So that's the only way I'll see it. And to do that is possible. Or if I had a customer who has a setup that's very invasive to put an integrated motor and inverter assembly. So we can use maybe a net gain gearbox or adapter plate and, and connect to this gearbox. But then again, it's still two speed. So it's possible, it can be done. But for my own projects in a performance perspective, I prefer to shift less because every time I shift, I lose time on the track. With your EV work, would you say performance-wise is lighter per horsepower or heavier compared to convention engine? Wow, way lighter. So a good comparison is the Petrol 935, the red one that we have with a factory body, which is much narrower than, the, than ours, the K3 one. It's a full petrol, and that thing is, tips the scales of almost 3,000 pounds. That right there, the K3V, in its current configuration, making more power than the Petrol Canapot, is 2681. So it's lighter. So it is lighter indeed. Um, even with my batteries, with the two battery packs. Now if I want to increase my range, I can add each one, but it will ask, actually I'll have to double my battery packs, dare I say, 
yeah, double it to get close to the weight of the petrol one. And that would give me, wow, dare I say 64? 64 kilowatt hours? That should be pretty nice, right? <laughs> Hello, Isaiah, good seeing you. Robin EHS asks, by the way, do you like Evos, Lancers, Evos, not the Mercedes, but those are cool too. Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> Mickey, one of our guys here, he loves Evo 8s and Evo 9 and Evo 10s. He's all about the Evo life. And I like Diamond Stars. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite manufacturers to work with is Hyundai, and they have a partnership with Mitsubishi. Most of their components cross over because they work together on power plant and drivetrain components. So that being said, I find them appealing. I love, I love the intake ports of the 4B11 and 4G63. Those ports have some cross-sectional area. Man, people can make power on those, but a lot of the Evos I see, a lot of the Ego Talents Eclipses are really beat the, beat the crap. Wow, people tend to abuse those cars. Anyway, my pleasure indeed, 808 Gang Farayan. I think I said it right. Blake Chimney says, fan of my huge work. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Have a great day as well, BMW 55E. I appreciate that. That being said, guys, um, hi, Shell. Good seeing you. Thanks for joining. It came in a little bit late, but thanks for joining nonetheless. So, guys, it's that time. My clock is down, ticking. Look at that. So, I'm going to go ahead and head out. But, guys, thank you so much for joining. Um, thank you, Wera Tools, for really providing this wonderful technology to us to do a great job and being able to use precision instruments to build our motors and engines. And once again, in two weeks, we're going to raffle off one of these. Not even raffle, we're going to give away one of these. And we'll have questions from today's episode and next week's episode. So stay tuned. Talk to you soon, guys. Stay safe and enjoy. And once again, if you want this shirt, be some more web store. I have it up there. Very limited quantity. Take care, guys. Stay blessed. Cheers. Bye-bye.